Rack your look for spring at Nordstrom Rack and save up to 60% on brands you love. Rag & Bone, Vince, Marc Jacobs, Adidas, Joes, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. Score new dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and sunglasses, plus updates for the family and home. Get your spring on for less, up to 60% less, today at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find? Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What's up, what's up, my little tiddlywinks? It is Jackie here. I got a quick favor to ask of all of you guys today. Thank you so much for listening over the years, but we do need a little bit of your help. If you could just fill out the survey that's in the description of the show today, or it's also on my Instagram, at JackThatWorm, that would be awesome. It's only going to take a few seconds, I swear. All of the information is confidential, and we don't take emails or names. That would help us so much. Thank you guys for everything. Love you, love you, love you. Hit it with page seven. Are we ready? Are we ready? Are we ready? Are we ready? It's Riverdale Roundup! <laughs> Bulldogs you know in the when... house. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing it out there right up top. Um, I didn't realize, I am a theater major, and I didn't realize the Claudius thing was a Hamlet thing. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing it out there. <laughs> uh, did not hit, that did not hit me either. The uh, episode oh. that we're going to be discussing today, it's chapter 29, primary colors, and some could argue this may be one of the dumbest <laughs> Riverdale episodes yet. But Marcus, women were suffering till suffrage. Till, till suffrage. Oh, oh, that song was so embarrassing. It was Ew. so embarrassing. Molly, I would like your take on the on the feminist propaganda song. As a as a feminist, I do not endorse that song because it is not a high quality song. Yeah, but they called out the what the Nineteenth Amendment, right? Yes, well, I mean, it was definitely about women's suffrage, which is which is neat, you know. Which happens in Riverdale, Molly. Think of the suffragettes. Yeah, but they're like opening the way this student council election. It's totally opening the way. Like, it's not, it's, I mean, are they the first women to ever run for student council president? <laughs> <laughs> it's otherwise, it's not even relevant. I don't know why they're making it such a big deal. Oh. I love how big of a deal they're making it. I also love that sophomores are running for student council president. <laughs> yeah, there does not seem to be a heavy senior presence on the Riverdale campus. Absolutely not. Is Reggie also 16 years old? It's, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. And I mean, I appreciate that, you know, I like Riverdale when it tries to, when it's like, oh, this guy is a sexist 
pig. Let's run against him. I was with that plot point. I was uh-huh. like, yeah, Reggie is a dick. Let's run against him. But then the women were suffering till suffering line. <laughs> they, they did lose Yeah, me. but then Ethel comes in with the bomb of all bombs, bitch. She made photocopies. <laughs> yeah, I'm here for, for like James O'Keefe Ethel, like, like you know, here to sabotage the campaign. I actually think it's great. And when, when et, like Ethel like out for revenge because of her wronged family, I love that plot point. Uh, and I love Ethel's whole shtick during this entire episode. And by the way, uh, Mr. Muggs was the name of Jim Jones's chimpanzee that died in Jonestown. Interesting. I wonder if that's what they're referring to. Get that chimp in at the prison. <laughs> <laughs> I there are so many things about this episode that I love, and well, it might be a little bit too woke. I think Riverdale might have crossed the line into too woke. Yeah. <laughs> I do appreciate that. Because they're building a private prison, the sides now are all these people being like, we don't want to live in a penal colony. And then there's fucking Archie, who's just like, (laughs) I don't understand why everybody's not super in support of the prison. (laughs) Because he has the wool pulled over his eyes, Molly. It's just this episode is just Archie proving himself to be such a fucking moron. Like, I don't know how many times I just thought, shut the fuck up, Archie. Archie's so dumb, and he's always been dumb. But in this episode, I was like, Jughead needs to stop being his friend. Yeah. Like, Although, I got to say, he was spot on with the fact that there was no way that Jughead was going to go through with a hunger strike. I'm going to say that might be the smartest thing that Archie's ever said. <laughs> and, and the other thing that I did like about this episode was, as I've been trying to say on past Riverdale roundups, Veronica needs to figure out slash maybe the writers, need to figure out what is Veronica's deal? Is she a Mm -hmm. good person or a bad person? Is she a protagonist or an antagonist? Because her parents are antagonists. Yeah. But she's a protagonist, but yet she's working for her parents. And that actually all kind of came to a head in this episode. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and and I think they were trying to do something like really interesting with that, but I don't think they ever quite hit the mark on it of like actually making Veronica somebody interesting because when she, when uh ethel threw the uh, strawberry shake on her i loved it yeah i was like yeah but then on the other hand i also love veronica punching reggie in the very loved next it scene. yeah loved it when she punched him in the face i was i was like yeah you go girl you get him yeah i mean i think right i think the problem is is it uh, is it that the character is conflicted or is it that the writers are inconsistent? And I think that unfortunately it's usually the latter. Yeah, I think so. I think it's hilarious that the biggest problem that Betty had about the shake was that Ethel brought it all the way from Pops. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she focused on. And and Betty, I don't even know, do we want to get into Betty yet or do we want to really just focus on the election here for a second? Because Betty's storyline in this episode is bizarre to say the least yeah there's a lot in the chick betty and and chick storyline like a lot oh my god well one thing i do want to address we're talking about like the very early part of the episode why was veronica dressed as like a cartoon waiter with that gigantic bow tie and what was that yeah i think it's just because she's from society new york marcus (laughs) don't you see people dress like that all the time in the metropolis And also, what's with the Watch What Happens Live crossover, (laughs) Flintstones meet the Jetsons? 
<laughs> Why? What? Why? What? Andy Cohen! Well, I didn't know. They just kept saying Andy Cohen. I kept saying to myself over and over again, who is Andy Cohen? And I had no idea. And why is he in their living room and no one else is there? It's like not even a photo op or anything. He's just privately in the living room listening to them have like a family meeting. Yeah. But also, how is that how she cajoled Josie into being on her side? Was that, but I'll tell Andy Cohen about you. I'm sorry. I think, I actually think Andy Cohen is very funny, but also... Who gives a fuck, bitch? <laughs> well, but then we learned that Josie was just in it for the sabotage. Yeah, and that was a great turn. It was like Josie's back. Yeah, yeah. Josie is back. That's right. That's what that as 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 much as I was shielding my eyes from the suffrage song, <laughs> uh, I was very very happy to see Josie have like be given a personality again, mm-hmm. and to see some of that nice you know teamwork that we have seen in previous Riverdale episodes when like the girls team up to. Together against a common cause, and against, and now the common cause is Veronica, and yeah. that I'm totally in support of because Veronica has gone too far. She works for her criminal parents, and then she's like, "Why doesn't everybody like me?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, Veronica can kiss my ass. Yeah, I don't know. I think that they wanted to kiss some asses when they were all brushing each other's hair at the sleepover. <laughs> what was with that weird hair brushing daisy chain? That was so weird. <laughs> I think that we should start doing it next time I come into town. I would like us all to sit. <laughs> Just back to fronts and just brush each other's hair off in That's silence. Totally how regular girls sleepovers are, and then uh, you totally make out with. I mean, I guess this actually is a teen thing where you make out with someone even though there's a lot of other people in the room. Yeah, that is definitely a teen. So thing. that was fine. Uh, yeah, especially when they're laying in bed together. Hello. Mm. We were so close to seeing them kiss, and they're all wearing their, like, weird um, beguiled outfits, which I thought it was hilarious. And Cheryl's like, yeah, like, beguiled. <laughs> Why? Have you seen the movie Beguiled? No one wants to be in that. But I have to say, as much as I I do love Cheryl a lot, I have grown to love her, but mm-hmm. are we certain what Tony sees in her? I think she just sees how hot she is. She is hot. Yeah. 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 But and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. Oh, not at all. But I think I really like Cheryl in this episode because Cheryl has been caught in a, a murder plot most foul. Yes. Yes. The whole Cheryl uh, murder mystery thing is great. And I totally did not get the Claudius Hamlet thing either. Mm-hmm. And no. that's, I feel very sheepish now. I know. I was very upset. I was like, why haven't I thought about that? At least you didn't. I went four years of fucking theater school. Are you kidding me? <laughs> well, on the other hand, we're not really trained to look for Shakespeare references in Riverdale. We're mostly concerned with, you know, the song from Cruel Intentions. Like, that's... That's what that's the caliber of reference we're used to in Riverdale. But now I'm like, how many Shakespeare references have I missed in Riverdale? You know? Not many. <laughs> <laughs> Not when Andy Cohen is haunted about Riverdale. <laughs> is Bravo really that big in this small upstate New York town? I mean I guess so. I guess. You know, they are teens. Oh man, you just you just said New York again, and I forgot about the cupcake and kisses party that Ugh. Veronica had. Dude, what? That what was so gross? Wait, when was the cupcake and kisses party? When Veronica was running for, uh, she was campaigning for uh, student body president, and she had that little booth where you get a cupcake from Magnolia Bakery, flown in from New York, and you get a kiss. Oh, yeah. And then Archie is sitting there next to her, like guarding, like making sure that the guys don't get handsy, but it's like, 
Jesus, Veronica, you're better than that. Archie's getting cucked also. <laughs> Let's be honest. Uh, hardcore. <laughs> Veronica is just, you know, she's do- doing her own thing. Archie is being played on every single level. He gave his blood to Hiram Lodge, <laughs> and now he has to betray his best friend, and I, he, he, his dad. He has to betray his whole damn family, and he's such an idiot that he never saw it coming. No, and at the same time, though, I'm very happy that Molly Ringwald is back and back to stay for a bit, I guess, because no one is no one is defending Archie's father. No one's doing anything. Oh, the whole town's going to get behind Fred now that he's running for mayor. Called it. Yeah, of course you of course, He had to run for mayor. Somebody's got to run against Hermione Lodge. Are you kidding me? But what I love about Fred running for mayor is that that dude has no charisma. Like it's, like, it's like the whole thing about Luke Perry being an actor. It's like he has no charisma. He is a fucking wet sock. I don't know. I'd follow him. If he told me to like, yeah, we're going to get this town back on track and be like you know what yeah Fred <laughs> especially once he starts showing his plans for Riverdale 2020 because man <laughs> that is gonna he's t- it's taking him to the top he got so embarrassingly played in last week's episode where he was like oh I guess the lodges want me to run for mayor and now he's like I'm gonna run for I just it's embarrassing I'm like ugh dad you know it's like he's just like an embarrassing dad <laughs> was Luke Perry always this boring like even as a sex symbol was he this boring he's always got the squinty eyes yeah i think he's always been a bit of a one-trick pony yeah Mm. i think so and speaking of like him and the conversations that he has with archie like archie doesn't know how prisons work no definitely not not. archie has no idea how the world works and it's being put on great display now that he's like why doesn't everybody love this prison yeah you know it's just you know it's like prisons where you put like bad people and there have been like bad people in riverdale like recently like three of them you know like there's been like three bad people in Riverdale and so you know we build a prison and that's where we put them all yeah if there was a prison my dad wouldn't have gotten shot here at Pops <laughs> idiot but that's not true <laughs> there's a prison like a, a mile away remember when they went with FP there's a prison right there <laughs> yeah Shankshaw Shankshaw oh yeah Shankshaw <laughs> but wait speaking so of FP if we can pivot to Betty we learned Please. a lot about the the Cooper family mm-hmm. in this episode. And, of course, we learned that Chip's DNA is not Blossom DNA. It's not Blossom DNA, but still Coop. Well, I guess what, what is... What is Alice's main name? <laughs> Interesting. I don't know. I got no idea, but... There is a different father. Right. And Alice came right out and said there is a different father. But she staunchly denies that FP is the father. I love that she dropped that knowledge, though. Of course, y'all bang. Come on. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't. I just can't wait for tonight because I saw the next on Riverdale, too. It's like they're going. They have to fuck in that episode, right? Well, also in the next on Riverdale, I think that that guy who Chick killed is going to come back to haunt him. Because remember what, like three episodes ago when he fucking killed a guy? And then that plot point totally disappeared. I think it's going to be back. Well, they mentioned it a little bit in this episode when uh, he's like, your hair and your DNA is all over it. I never touched that guy. It's like, ooh, good point, Chick. Yeah, until that I had absolutely forgotten that they had killed the guy and that (laughs) Betty had called all the the people in that guy's contacts. (laughs) Oh, speaking of the bomb drop of uh, Betty dropping the bomb that her and Jughead are fucking. She brings out the wig. Like, what are you doing with this? And Chick goes, she wears it when she has sex 
with Jughead. <laughs> <laughs> like leaned up over the table. And then <laughs> Betty totally fell for it and was like, how did you know that? And he was like, I was guessing. And I was like, obviously, Betty. Everyone yeah, was- deny, deny, deny. Also, just because you have a wig doesn't mean you're sexually active. <laughs> I had wigs long before I was sexually active. I also had a lot of things. I had clown costumes. I wasn't banging in the clown costume. <laughs> Yeah, and Alice seemed really, you know, kind of distraught that her daughter was fucking Jughead. Uh, But then, right, the reason that FP came up is because she was like, I know all about the charisma of the Jones men. Uh In the same episode Uh where she said, I'm not going to tell you who Chick's father is. Uh Hello. Uh Uh (laughs) But also, of course, they're fucking. Are you kidding me? Yeah, of course they are. Yeah. Alice and F. I don't know what. No, no, Jughead and Betty. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, I don't understand why she was so surprised. Right. They're fifteen. They're proactive in the government. Everyone <laughs> listens to them, and not the actual paper that comes out in the town. Of course, she's fucking him. He's got influence. <laughs> yeah, they're basically running Riverdale at this point. But also, I got to say that I think that Jughead really like gave Veronica a run for her money of who was the most annoying in this episode. <laughs> Jughead did. Yeah, 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 yeah. Even when he was all like wet and tied up to that front of the high school that he went to for four days, which I thought was very funny that they dropped that knowledge as well. Um, yeah, he was just, he was insufferable. Yeah, he was. I kind of wanted to hit him. Yeah, in that speech that he gave, because Archie brought up that same point. It's like, oh, so you went to Southside for like four days. He's like, no, Southside is where my parents went to school. They ca- And the people that live in the Southside, they kept it safe during the riots. I'm like, whoa, what? The riots. I know. I was wondering the, about the riots. What, the Riverdale riots? Yeah. Were there race riots in Riverdale? But there's no. But like, I don't know. There's like all of these. They like keep like juxtaposing all of these like uh, historic civil rights battles into Riverdale without necessarily making it be about like black people. So they're just like, <laughs> there were riots. We won't describe what the riots were about. No, Molly. It was about the tribesmen. Don't you remember Tony's people? That's, there was that too. Right. There was the indigenous uprising. And then it sounds like there was maybe also some civil rights riot era, era riots, but that involved the Southside Circus. <laughs> they didn't really say. They just said... The riots. The riots. Like everybody knows. The riots. Yeah. And, you know, I that's that in this episode, I was like, I, I can't, at le- you know, Jughead's righteousness is definitely getting annoying, but at least he has some thoughts in his brain, whereas Archie is just like, bring on the prison, and I can't cope with it anymore. <laughs> and by the way, how long did it take the Swords and Serpents to finally have a meeting? Six episodes? Seven? Right. Which I find very interesting since, um, I'm sorry, I'm going to start calling her TT the way Cheryl <laughs> calls her. Um, since TT is joining the Riverdale Vixens, I mean, should she be allowed in the Swords and Serpents anymore? Mm. Good question. But that was a good dance that she did. That very Man, good how about that dance? Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. It was a nice dance. Yeah, she's. I, I still think she's the sexiest of them all. She's, get, she's sure. getting there. Also, can we talk about why the wrestling team was the one who had to cut the <laughs> protesters off of the fence in their uniforms? <laughs> well, Hiram was the one that suggested. He's like, I can't do it, but kids can do it. 
Get the wrestling team. Send them out there. But why did they have to put on their sweatsuits? Like, they're showing up in sweatpants, all wearing their Riverdale wrestling team shirts with a lot of bolt cutters. Where do they get the bolt cutters from? Yeah. I don't know. Also, how overdramatic it was as he clipped <laughs> the chains off a jughead. It was just like, dude, it's just, he's just lightly chained to the front of what, a statue? But it's, it's it was very weird. It's symbolic, though. You're right. You're right. I forget. Well, <laughs> oh, my. And I think perhaps most of all, it's symbolic of perhaps a very, very difficult time in Jughead and Archie's friendship. This I, is a big betrayal. I don't know if it's going to recover. Yeah. I don't know if it is, but I don't know. I can see Archie coming back around uh, because when, cause when Hiram Lodge keeps saying, like, there will be consequences. It's like, what consequences? Like, what, you're going to make his, your daughter break up with him? You're not going to kill him. He might. I don't know. He might kill Fred. Ooh. Ooh, he could he could possibly kill Fred. I find it interesting that Hiram Lodge's only guy is the 15-year-old though. Right? <laughs> <laughs> He's got nobody else to turn to. <laughs> yeah, and do you think Hiram Lodge like this mobster and ever envisioned that he was going to be saying the word jughead so much? Foiled <laughs> <laughs> by jughead. I mean, he did say Papa Poutine for generation so <laughs> yeah because Hiram's like I heard about Jughead's hunger strike it's like why are you so up in this 15 year old shit also that hunger strike seems to be entirely private like the point of a hunger strike <laughs> is like especially and he immediately broke it too <laughs> he brought a burger he's like yeah, yeah no you're right I am hungry <laughs> like I don't know if he was advertising his hunger strike it doesn't seem like it seems like he just told Veronica Archie and Betty about it <laughs> you know that's just not the best politics political strategy to do a protest that no one knows about however I wonder if he's going to use it in his new campaign to run for student body president. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> that was a dumb, 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 dumb. I mean, that was yeah. pretty dumb. Yeah, we knew that was going to happen. Yeah, although I am, ex I really want Veronica to get what's coming to her. She's she's really been trying to have her cake and eat it too, and she's been working for her criminal family, and it's about time that that comes back and bites her. Yeah, and I'm thinking now that uh, Mama uh, Mama Andrews is back in town, Molly Ringwald, I'm thinking maybe Archie's going to start coming around, especially with that wonderful speech that she gave about, you don't talk to your father like that. That was nice. I like that a lot. I that mean, somebody's got to put the motherfucker in line, right? <laughs> <laughs> But still, you know, a Jughead running for student body president, like, how does he think that's going to help in his fight against Hiram Lodge? Because the municipal government and <laughs> the student government seem to be intertwined. Oh, yes, they work very closely together. They work very closely together, <laughs> just like this, the city newspaper and the school newspaper. I mean, at the same time, the biggest story that the register has right now is that Hermione Lodge knows Andy Cohen. Yeah. So she's not just a housewife. She also is a housewife that knows Andy Cohen. <laughs> and who walks in and says, hi, I'm Andy Cohen. And that's it. And that's it. Bravo's Andy Cohen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, uh.
But we do, we have to shift back to Cheryl. Yeah. And number one, how she is going to be killed. Um, how Nana did not die from falling down the stairs in her wheelchair. Oh, she's a lucky bird. <laughs> she's very lucky. Honestly, the whole family is fairly lucky. The fact that, like, Penelope Blossom did not uh, be... She's not dead after being burnt almost to a crisp. Half melted trollop. (laughs) Ten cent trollop. (laughs) Oh, she healed so well. (laughs) (laughs) And honestly, I never thought about that to the point that she's a very she's very good at being a town prostitute, which I'm surprised because her body must be very sensitive and covered in scars, right? (laughs) Yeah, because it was. It was what three months ago that she was involved in a fire, <laughs> which she got like third degree burns over ninety percent of her body. Yeah. yeah, she is the town's. She and Chick are the town's only sex workers that we know of. But she yeah, is. She's like Wolverine, fully covered in burns. <laughs> oh, and speaking of Chick, what Kevin? 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 Kevin, what are you doing? Kevin is on a chick's side. Oh, we talked about this a few weeks ago. We were like, are they just going to have several gay characters? And they do now. They have three gay principals, which is great. Yeah, that's great. But, the, you know, what is what has Chick done? That's what I started thinking on this episode, because we don't actually even know that he killed that guy. It might have been Alice that killed the guy. So really, all in all, Chick has never done anything. Anything bad right. except for cut pictures. They've been riding this chick's he creepy. Does cut <laughs> <laughs> They've been riding this chick's creepy or chick chick has something to hide ride for like what are we like an episode like thirteen of this season? They've been riding this for a while. Like there yeah. nothing yet has happened. I you're right. Yeah. Six, seven episodes they've been riding this thing. Yeah. And yeah, nothing. It's just Betty being Super weird. Like with the lighter thing, that was weird. What? The lighter thing was great. <laughs> that was really weird. And flick, I'm... flick, while he's laying in bed crying <laughs> with the sheets pulled up to his chin. Yeah, and Chick, we're supposed to be so scared of Chick, and he was just like, a Zippo. And then he was like cowering. Fire! I mean, he immediately burst into tears. Yeah, and I can't. I just can't take Betty seriously as like, you know nothing about my yeah. darkness. It's like, all right, come on, Betty. You put on a wig twice. Yeah. And that's it. Yes. Betty's darkness is bad. You you stepped on that guy when he was in the hot tub once. Yes. Yeah, and poured syrup on him. And poured syrup on him. <laughs> no, guys. She holds her fist so tight that sometimes her fingernails cut her hands. And guys, God. the darkness. Oh, the half moons. I forgot. And then, and then she put on a wig and fucked a drug head. And like, that's her darkness. <laughs> darkness. I mean, technically for a 15-year-old, I guess that is fairly dark. I guess, right? it's, I guess it's not. I don't know. I guess. I mean, she was involved with the serial killer. And I did forget that she brought down uh, Clifford Blossom. I did forget that as well. And I also yes. forgot about the sugar man. Yes. I forgot about the sugar I man, too. the sugar man, too. But she, that's not really darkness. She wrote an article. I mean, right. She, she, the darkness is that she's been tangentially involved in like four deaths, which is admittedly <laughs> dark. But that's not coming from inside of her. That's just circumstance. That is true. Yes, she's been tangentially involved in nearly half a dozen deaths before the age of seventeen. Yeah, that's pretty dark. <laughs> you know, 
And she I think at that him. age, I was just smoking weed and dreaming about sex, you know? I was yeah. writing poetry in graveyards. I was listening to I mean, to that's Scott. dark. That is You're dark. You're just like Betty. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, at the end of the episode, we find out uh, that Cheryl is being sent to what seems like gay conversion therapy, making yeah. this the episode where Riverdale is dancing real on a... They're dancing on a real thin woke line right now. Yeah. And oh, yeah. And I'm really afraid that they're about to go over the deep end with... A uh, an election uh, uh, over like an election arc. I'm real afraid of that. Too woke. <laughs> yeah. Too woke. Uh, why? Why did she have pigtails though yeah. at the end? You know. I mean, it was, maybe it was like a Harley Quinn reference or something. Is it, why did she go through gay conver- conversion therapy as well? No, she was in like a you know a mental asylum with the pigtails. Maybe. Oh. Well, they're gonna put some kind of juice in her, and apparently, it's not good. <laughs> is it? Is it the same like nunnery that um, Polly got sent to? Yeah, this. I th- is it like the sisters? I of, think so. Of mercy. Yeah, they just Riverdale tends to solve all of their problems by just sending girls to Catholic institutions. And I'm just not mm-hmm. not convinced that that nunnery would do gay convert. I, I want I want somebody who actually knows like do. Catholic nunneries do gay conversion <laughs> therapy. I'm not certain that they do. Like sending girls away to nunneries when they get pregnant, I feel like is actually at least a historical thing. Yeah. Whereas um, I associate, I don't associate gay conversion therapy with like nuns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but but I might be wrong. I'm not uh, familiar with any sort of gay conversion therapy. Yeah, I got no idea. Or maybe they're secret Mormons. You know. <laughs> Yeah. You never know. I feel like I, I find it very interesting that I that they are taking quite an anti-religion stance. You know, woke. <laughs> yeah, too too woke. They're they're getting way too woke here because they can't. They already they definitely proved with the song that they Ooh. are incapable of doing it. Uh, and also, what I liked about Riverdale is that like it was progressive without uh, putting it in bold letters. We are progressive. Like right. it was like everything was treated like very like just casually. It's like yeah, Kevin's gay. His dad's the the sheriff, and he's totally cool with it. Right. Like oh great, it was okay. normalized. Just normalized. Exactly normalized. But now it seems like they're starting to pop more into the we are woke phase, and I don't like it. Well, and I'm concerned. I'm just actually concerned that they're not going to be I feel like a conversion therapy is actually such a real intense thing that really ruins people's lives and yeah. I'm not certain that Riverdale will be able to handle that no! Um and I feel like right like in the first season they were like it was like teen drama with like a woke flavor mm-hmm. and now it's like wokeness with some teen drama yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah I don't like that yeah, I think that Tony's gonna come. Uh, I think she's gonna come save Cheryl. Yeah. I'm throwing that out there. Definitely, yeah. oh, yeah. I, because because Penelope Blossom told her that she was sent to a boarding school in Switzerland, which is obviously not true. And um, I think that she's gonna figure out. She's gonna talk to Betty. Betty's gonna be like, "I bet she's at the nunnery," ah. and then they're, I bet they're gonna go to the nunnery. But how are Betty and TT gonna talk to each other? What's gonna TT? That's TT. Or it's gonna be. It might come about once um, Betty moves in with Jughead, which I guess is just gonna also gonna happen. Yeah, Yeah. Betty's gonna move in with Jughead. TT's gonna come over because now Betty's gonna be a Southside girl. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, she's going to be in TT's uh, orbit quite a bit here. So, Betty's going to be a TT makes me laugh so much. It's so disgusting. It makes it like, you want to suck on my TT? It's like, no, thank you. 
Oh, oh man! Oh, and I loved the subtle KD Lang reference when uh, Cheryl and TT were in bed together. Uh, when uh, Cheryl goes, "I just had a craving." Constant cravings. <laughs> oh, I didn't even realize that was a Katie Lang reference. You're completely right. I thought it was at least. Yeah. <laughs> no, That's it totally I is. It. I think you're completely right. And she was really craving a solo sleepover. She just invited mm-hmm. all those other girls to just be on the floor mm-hmm. brushing each other's hair. Mm-hmm. Man, I need to get one of those weird mesh robes with the fur at the bottom of it, I guess. <laughs> and then wasn't there a scene like right after that sleepover that both... Uh, Josie and Veronica were at where in the next scene Josie was like I'm, I'm trying to remember who it was but two of the people at that damn sleepover one of them was like I don't we don't really know each other that well and I was watching it and Gideon was like weren't they just in a sleepover together <laughs> like, yeah but that was just their inner circle Molly there's like four girls in this circle. damn school and they're all best friends <laughs> Yeah, there is definitely, I mean, this is definitely a a school where there are many background characters. And and they, Mm -hmm. you know, they they pull Ethel to the front every once in a while. I love it when Ethel comes to the front, honestly. I I love Ethel. Ethel's great. She's great. Ethel Muggs. It's a horrible name. <laughs> Terrible name. It's a really, really bad name. Yeah, they gave her a not. I also name. felt sad when uh, I think Betty was just like, "Yeah, she needs a wide berth," and I was like, "Whoa, are you?" I don't think that they were trying to make fun of her um, for being a bigger girl, but I, I still thought it was funny. I don't think so. Betty said that. Um, yeah. What a bitch. I know. And speaking of Cheryl, as her mother was driving her home from the hospital after they found out that Granny was poisoned with tannis root, it's like, and Cheryl's sitting there in the car, and you can like see the wheel slowly turning in her head, like, I think I figured it out. You gave Grandma the tannis root and then pushed her down the stairs. It's like, Jesus, Cheryl, how long did that take you to fucking put yeah. together? Like yeah, 45 minutes? Yeah, I thought you figured that out back in the hospital. Yeah, I assumed that you had figured that out long ago. She's not the brightest, you know, <laughs> but her lips always look great. They do, they do. So we'll be back next week. We're still, at Riverdale's still on schedule, right? We up, March yes. 28th. It's still coming up. Actually, no, it's tonight. Oh my God, it's tonight. Yes. Uh, it's but, tonight. But yes. we'll be back to talk about Chapter 30, The Noose Titans, next week. Oof. Uh oh, get rid of that school, bitches! Oh. Put in a prison! Yeah! Prison time! <laughs> Just build a prison there. That's so fun. He's so dumb. We'll talk to you next week! Bye. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the Fileo fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.